Whatever the moon was to us before, or is to us now, in the future, it'll just be home. Coming to you from the future, through a hole in the space-time continuum that hasn't been patched yet due to a lack of infrastructure funding, it's time for Tales from the Moon in Stereo Sound Division. This is George from Marvin's Colossal Cosmic Shopadrome. Hey, in celebration of New Year's, we have set up our usual collection boxes for all the stuff that represents the past year to you that you'd like consigned to oblivion. This could be an old calendar with events on it you regret attending, pieces of paper containing phone numbers from people you just as soon forget, old pills or surgical masks or other stuff from illnesses it took you or a loved one too long to kick, or whatever. Since Marvin doesn't miss a trick, there is also a stand next to the boxes with dolls for sale of public figures you probably wouldn't mind seeing the back of. Most of these figurines weren't all that popular and didn't sell well. Well, now you can buy one or more of them real cheap and toss them into the destruction boxes just to let everyone know what you thought of those folks. We do a tally on the 31st and publish the result. We know just how much everyone enjoys voting on stuff. I'll just note that Marvin figures are available at a steep discount on a nearby table since he always misjudges his own popularity. And if you had any unfortunate encounters with him in the past year, which would hardly be unusual, you can always add him to the pile as well. He usually does pretty well in the year-end rankings. On New Year's, we'll be taking all those boxes of stuff, loading them into a Marvin space delivery van, and flying them to the far side of the moon. Once we're at a specific spot in space, at a precisely determined point in time, we'll drop them from a considerable height down into a crater that no one gives a rip about, along with a small army surplus tactical nuke Marvin got wholesale, and when all the stuff hits the bottom of the crater at the stroke of midnight, that nuke will blow the whole collection of last year's gripes, worries, and causes of complaint to kingdom come. Here's hoping that next year, all our boxes of ill-feeling will be empty, and we'll all be too busy thinking about the good time we'll have in the coming year to worry about what a rotten time we had in the last one. Happy New Year to you and your family, and God bless you. As we all know, many different cultures have come up with different ways of bringing in the new year down here on Earth. In Brazil, they jump over seven waves for good luck. In Denmark, they smash plates and stand on chairs and jump off them at midnight. In Colombia, people pack empty suitcases and run around the block with them as fast as they can in the hopes of getting in a lot of travel in the new year. In Puerto Rico, they throw water out of windows to get rid of the old year and drive out evil spirits. And of course, lots of places. People just give a loved one a big kiss to show them how much they love them. Well, the moon and the rest of the solar system in the future are no different. People are just as peculiar in the future as they are now, so it makes sense for us to spend a little time at the end of this year to check in with them and see if there's anything they can teach us about seeing out the old year and ringing in the new. And speaking of customs, at this point, in keeping with giving acknowledgement for gifts you've gotten in the last year, 
I'd just like to thank you all for tuning into this podcast over the past nine months or so. I hope during a particularly difficult time in all our lives, it's managed to provide a bit of diversion and to get you thinking and looking ahead to the future rather than dwelling on the past. If I've managed that much, it's certainly been worth it. With this podcast, we'll close out this first season of Tales from the Moon, and I'll be taking a few months to retool and work on other projects, but I hope you'll tune in when we return in the spring. And now let's pay a visit to Beto Bay, where they're getting ready for their own very special festivities and celebrations at the stroke of midnight. Greetings from Beto Square down here in the heart of Beto Bay at the pier. Well, as is the tradition here, Dave, we have this year's volunteer Captain Beto reenactor in his special moon suit, all covered in multicolored lights, standing up on top of Beto Tower in the middle of the square here. And you can hear the crowd is very excited in anticipation of his fall from the tower at midnight. As you recall, it was Captain Harry Beto's clumsy fall into the crater and a hard posterior landing on a large quantity of ice that led to the discovery of a large amount of water here at the South Pole of the Moon and saved humanity's bacon at a very difficult time. Now for this year's reenactment, we do have some big foam cushions and other big soft things at the bottom of the tower, all white of course to represent the ice that Captain Beto contacted at the bottom of his famous foal, and lunar gravity being what it is, we are hoping for the best in the injury department. When we hit about 20 seconds to midnight, Our volunteer will do, we hope, a reasonable approximation of Captain Beto's famous trip, and then we'll start the fall from the top of the tower, timed exactly so that his impact on the ground will ring in the new year. Hopefully he won't actually break his tailbone like Captain Beto did, or anything like that, though in past years, despite lunar gravity being fairly forgiving, there have been quite a few scrapes and mishaps, Dave. Yes, Bob, I do recall that in the past a few of our reenactors did land on their heads, hips, or other bodily parts not well suited to hard impact with Luna Firma from a considerable height. Several have had broken legs and there have been countless concussions, sprains, contusions, and other injuries of various kinds, though I don't recall any actual deaths, thank God. I must confess that this tradition has always puzzled me, Dave. Why someone would volunteer to subject themselves to such peril just for a little attention, I cannot comprehend. How can anyone be that desperate to be looked at? Why don't they just use a dummy? What would be the fun in that, Bob? In any case, there is apparently always a very long list of volunteers for the job every year, which I guess just goes to show you that as far as the evolution of humankind is concerned, we have a considerable distance to go. As we wait for this attention-starved nincompoop to do his stunt, we'll be hearing from Wayne and Skipper at LKOJ, who will be checking in with various parties around the solar system as we see out the old year and ring in the new. Are you there, Wayne? Happy New Year, Beto Bay! And a great big shout out to all our listeners on the moon, the space stations, Mars, the moons of Jupiter, and all the ships in space. Well, Skipper, here it is. Another year gone by. And I can't believe it. Every year they can still find some moron down here in Beto Bay willing to jump off a tower, possibly to his demise. What can it possibly mean for the rest of us that we start off the New Year staring at some fool committing an act of self-harm? What signal does that send to the Almighty? 
Don't they say the way you start out the new year is how you'll continue it to the end? Well, I guess we all know already, Skipper, based on that, what kind of year this coming one is going to be. Now, Wayne, don't be so dreary. Getting out of bed and stepping out into your slippers every January 1st is like stepping off a cliff no matter what you do. I guess this guy's just getting out a bit ahead of us. Though it is a pretty stupid stunt, I have to admit. And speaking of morons, this being a radio station with a lot of management who are always full of ideas, we have been commanded to ask a lot of folks in various places around the solar system how they will ring in the new year. How startlingly original, Skipper. For a start, we've been cold calling Port Armstrong without a lot of success. It being a very rough town on most days, Skipper, and New Year's there usually being particularly violent, I guess everyone's too preoccupied up there tonight running for their lives to pick up the phone. Out of desperation, we've opened up the phone directory. Let me see now. Uh, AAA garbage hauling? I think not. Acme rockets? Too spacey. Uh, astro investigations? Sounds promising. Astro investigations. No problem too big, no case too puzzling. Whatever your quandary, let us assist you in your extrication at a reasonable price. This is Maxine, Mr. Astro's digital assistant. How can I help you? Hello, this is Station LKOJ in Beto Bay. How nice for you. You're selling something? Who is that, Maxine? Some radio station. What do you want? No, we do not want a free cruise or a free weekend in the timeshare in Copernicus Crater. We're just calling around to see if there are any particularly stupid customs people up there are observing to ring in the new year. What do people get up to there in Port Armstrong on New Year's Eve? You mean besides getting drunk and dodging gunfire and throwing objects like the rest of the year? What do they want to know? How are you celebrating New Year's Eve, Mike? By buying a lot of scotch, having over a bunch of friends who need a secure location to ride out the night, closing the heavy shutters on the windows, bolting the door, and making sure the fire extinguisher and a few canisters of mace are sitting handy in the middle of the kitchen table next to the chips and dip, just in case things get a little out of hand. He's just kidding, but things do get a little rough up here in Port Armstrong come New Year's Eve. Anything not tied down usually finds itself in the middle of the street on fire. We find it's best to barricade ourselves into the office with a few trusted friends and acquaintances. Happy New Year. And now, if you don't mind, we're having a party, and we got much more important things to do than to talk to you. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. You call that singing? Me and my cousins sing you authentic Earth New Year's song and dance to scare away devils of old year. My God, Skip, what were they doing? Stomping on a bag full of cats? This is a family show, mostly. Let's try someone up in Clavius Crater Town. They've got a classier breed of people up there. This is Miles Meteore. Who is this speaking? This is Station LKOJ in Beto Bay. You're on the air. Just curious how you're ringing in the new year. We've opened a nice bottle of wine and we're sitting in a subterranean vault counting all our money. We expect it to take all night. Delightful. Goodbye. Well, enough of this cold calling nonsense. We did ask some people to send in messages ahead of time, so let's see what we've got in the hopper. This is Jolly Dunlop, explorer and guide to the wilds of planet Earth. We're calling from the Blue Planet. We're flying in our Planet Cruiser 3000 over the plains of North America, 
taking in the many sights and sounds of the wild planet as it crosses into the new year. Down below we see a great many bonfires and natives doing tribal dances, and many of the indigenous peoples observe the custom of throwing rocks and shooting arrows and firearms at things they dislike and suspect of harboring evil spirits. And it sounds like it's about time we raised elevation for uh, a broader view. This is the series Recreation, Entertainment, and Gaming Complex. At midnight, we take a big bag of chips and throw it off the top of series tower in the middle of the strip. And while the resultant melee does usually result in a number of injuries, it's not any more than we see on a typical Saturday night, and it does help stir things up here quite a bit. Happy New Year! I am a ranger in a ranger station on Fort Collins out in Farside National Park. And speaking of New Year's customs, I want to protest, in the strongest possible terms, this barbaric practice some dumb store on the near side has of dropping a load of unwanted trash from the past year into one of our craters at midnight and then blowing it up with a nuke. I mean, honestly, it takes me a month in a heavy radiation suit just to clean up the mess. If you really want to make a change in your life next year, take up meditation or get a pet, or better yet, come on out to the far side and enjoy all the scenic wonders of Farside National Park. When you do, you can stop by our ranger station for a chat, or a game of checkers, or even a sandwich, or whatever. And I can explain all about the park's history and its many interesting features. Maybe you'll even like it enough to stay on. Goodness knows, I have the room and could use the company. Thanks. This is Bridget from the Church of the Lunar Origination in Beedle Bay. It is a fact that God created the earth to punish mankind after he banished them from the Garden of Eden on the moon. This did not occur on January 1st, but on the second Tuesday in April at 3 p.m., which is when the new year is properly celebrated, as everyone knows. As such, tonight I will be spending a quiet evening at home. Thank you. This is the Lunar Rovers, a Lunar Moon Folk Band. Just letting you know we'll be playing tonight for New Year's. Tell them where. I'm getting to that, Lloyd. We'll be in Mitchell's Corners at the Crater Phyllis Association Hall. Tell them when. Lord, starting at 8 p.m. Tell them how much. Why don't you just do this, Lloyd? You're the front man. Do your job. It's 10 bucks or 15 for a party of two. Anything else, Lloyd? No. You're sure now, cause God forbid I leave anything out. That's it. See, it wasn't that hard. Say Happy New Year's, Lloyd. Happy, Happy New, New Year's. This is Yashal Josephine calling in. This is Josephine, the ship's AI talking. We're just out here putting around in the asteroid belt. Daniel, what ought we to do for New Year's? What do human beings typically do? Mostly get drunk and make a lot of noise. Well, that sounds like it might be fun. I've never done that before. I got Josie, my android cyborg, mostly kind of human body now that I can download myself into and putter around in. Maybe I'll get Josie drunk and make some noise. I wouldn't. It's overrated. Besides, you run the ship. No telling what would happen if you get blasted. You have a point. All right. I guess we'll just play Monopoly again. Uh, this is Elroy Stackdown on Lunar Sublevel 51. Uh, this isn't really about celebrations, but uh, I can't help but notice that approaching the end of the year, all the lights down here on Sublevel 51 have started to flicker. Uh, there's a sound sort of like labored breathing coming out of the air circulation system. The water flow has gotten really irregular, and the whole structure down here uh, has seemed to start to vibrate in a weird kind of way. Most alarming. 
Mr. Stack, uh, this is Sam from Sublevel 51 Maintenance. Couldn't help but uh, overhear. Uh, what you are experiencing is the feedback buildup leading up to the Winter Solstice Deep System reset. Uh, alright, uh, I see. Uh, the what to the what? Well, Mr. Stack, the moon being basically one great big biosustainment machine for those of us with the pleasure to live here, there are a large number of systems that uh, operate in sync to keep the overall machine running smoothly, sir. In the course of the year, most all of them get a bit out of uh, step with one another, and this leads to a great deal of noise in the system, uh, so that we found it best, approaching midnight of every year, to just go ahead and hit the reboot button on all systems down here at the same time, Time to coincide with the fireworks and that big nuke they set off on the far side, so no one will notice. That way we can get all the systems back in sync just in time for 12.01 a.m. on January 1st. Give the whole moon a good kick in the drawers is, uh, about what it amounts to. You'll notice a momentary blackout in a few minutes at midnight, and then the moon should come back online and everything will be fine. Uh, if it doesn't, well, then I suppose none of us are going to have a whole lot to worry about in the coming year. Uh, I see. Well, uh, thank you, Sam. I guess. And thank you, and Happy New Year. Well, all that was pretty dull, I must say, Skip. And I see it's just getting close to midnight, so it's time to go back to Beto Square and Bob and Dave, where we're preparing for the big jump. Thanks, Wayne, for the roundup. And I see our reenactor is limbering up on top of the tower. And he's doing some deep knee bends. And I see by the clock it's now time. Yes, and there he goes. He's acting out the trip. One can imagine he slipped on some sort of cosmic banana. Very decent form on the trip, Bob. And the lights have come on on his suit. And he's off the tower and dropping now. And a few form bonus points for the quality of the flailing. Somewhat hammy, I think, but not over the top under the circumstances, and it could possibly be his own panic setting in as he's reached the 10-second mark, and the ground is now drawing ever closer. And he's hit the ground. Happy New Year. Can't see how he's doing yet. And the lights have gone out all across the moon. And the fireworks are going off above the dome. And we can see the bright red glow over the South Pole as the Marvin's New Year's nuke lights up the southern sky from the far side. And here comes the shaking from the blast. And our reenactor is up and he's waving as he limps off into the appreciative crowd. He seems to be all right and thank goodness for that. And I can see some of the lights are coming back on as folks open up bubbly stuff and get ready to add to their list of this year's regrets by getting over-intoxicated starting just a few seconds into the new year. And speaking for everyone here on the moon, we would like to thank all of you out there in the solar system for listening and to wish you a happy, happy new year. Once again, I'd like to thank everyone for listening this season. If you have any comments about what you've heard or what you'd like to hear in the future, please feel free to send me an email at admin at talesfromthemoon.com or simply at etberg at gmail.com. 
or you can go up to the website www.talesfromthemoon.com and send an email from there or leave some comments. The new season should kick off sometime in the spring and I'll give some indications in advance on the Facebook page and on the webpage when the first new episodes will drop. As always, thanks to Zapsplat.com and Epidemic Sound for the music and sound effects. And a special shout out to my sister Molly for her support in this project, as well as Joe Rubin and Monica Landry. And a special shout out to my wife Sharon for her unflagging support and patience. Thanks again and once again, Happy New Year. Tales from the Moon is written, produced, and performed by Eric T. Brandenburg, all rights reserved.